0: hello and welcome to the form of fitness podcast a podcast where i nathan shanes and my co-host duncan bryson will be breaking down the world of fitness into bite-sized pieces of information such as exercise philosophies routines and more we're glad you're along for the journey we hope you enjoy the show What's up, guys? Welcome to the first episode of the Form of Fitness Podcast. I'm joined by Duncan Bryson, and uh you just ready to get this shit kicked off? I mean,
1: Yeah. Um, so today, I think the plan is to basically talk about starting some type of fitness journey, right? Yeah. Um, for us, this is the first episode of the podcast. For a lot of you guys, if you're in college, you just came back. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe you now have o- open access to a free gym. It's like UREC is right down the road from our recording booth, and they're free to all students who are currently enrolled. Yeah. Um and you always have an opportunity to try and like
0: get back and get yeah. in shape. Plus there's also the 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 outdoor workout equipment. Well, in the in the case of Charlotte, Charlotte has a lot of opportunities for and and areas for you to work out in. Um and and they're pretty diligent about making these uh available including like the Belk gym as well. Not a lot of people know about that, but um But yeah, uh what I'd say is One thing is when you're getting started in fitness, it's really easy to just get like kind of like paralysis, analysis Mm -hmm. paralysis. There's so much information to take in. There's so much like, oh, my God, like I'm worried I'm not doing this exercise or I'm, you know, I do this sort of workout style and this group of people don't agree with that. And, you know, there's a lot of like like if you don't follow and a lot of influencers online, if you don't follow my course, you'll never make it. (laughs) Well, because no one's ever made it before without following your course of course right yeah so i'd say as far as getting started it's it's the easiest and one of the hardest things to do mm-hmm. it's easy because you can just commit like 10 20 minutes a day that's more than you were doing before and that's always we always look for progress and so in that case there's always something to be better at no matter what sort of fitness um perspective you take from or you pull from
1: yeah so i think that When it comes to trying to get fit, right, you have two things that you really need to start and uh, get into, and that's setting a time aside. And, you know, for some people out there, it might literally be this first week, I'm just going to drive up to the gym, Mm -hmm. right? I'm going to set this time to drive up to the gym, and I don't even have to go in. I'm just going to get there, and I'm going to get used to that drive. Because for some people, going to the gym might actually be kind of a a nervous thing, especially if you're not very fit and you're afraid of all the dude bros that are in there that are banging metal, um, even if they're probably banging metal incorrectly. um, That that can be an intimidating factor. So sometimes you do have to take just this warm-up period of, I'm going to walk to the gym, let's say. So you
0: get some exercise, and then you're getting used to going there. Right. Well, in that case, you're really teaching yourself, how long does it take me to get to the gym Mm -hmm. on both ends? Right, and so what you're doing is you're setting up an organizational strategy to attack this thing. If if that's the way you want to go about it. Now, in my case, I always have to just find time during the day to go to the gym. I have to around class schedule, meetings, appointments, all these other things that come up and happen. Um, I have to find time to get to the gym. And so, and if
1: you know. you're a very busy person, I suggest making that time. You know, you eat breakfast. You go to the gym. You know that way you get it out of the day. Mm -hmm. Um, Just because then there is no availability for excuse of oh I had this project that went long. Oh I had this meeting that went long. Yeah, you're you're kind of putting yourself into a position where there are no excuses other than you were too lazy to wake up or you didn't feel good. Mm -hmm. Um, The other thing that you really need to start with is figure out a methodology or a program that you want to join and do right because. One of the worst things that you can do is be completely unexperienced and then try to either come up with your own way of getting fit or listen to about 20 different people tell you how to get fit because what happens there is your lack of experience and then your inability to choose is just going to result in either injury or burnout. Right. right? Um, I like when I started, I joined with CrossFit. Um, there was a wonderful gym in Albemarle and my parents forced me to, cause my girlfriend broke up with me and it was during COVID and they were like, you're either going to work out or you're going to get a job. And I chose to work out. Um, however, after like two years of doing that, I can go back and say, okay, so this is how I would program a workout over like the course of a month, right. you know, for myself. But I wouldn't be able to do that at the beginning because I had no clue what a snatch was, what a power clean was. And I didn't really know how these different aspects of working out and fitness kind of crossed over. Mm. And so doing this with a program in mind, either pulling one from online or pulling one from a friend or going and joining a gym with professional coaches and having those coaches like coach you and help you out that way Mm. will help a lot with just making sure that you're not getting injured, you're not burning out. And it keeps you accountable too. Yeah,
0: I attack it a little bit of a different way, but I do definitely suggest that as far as, because the first time I went to the gym I went to the gym with my dad so I worked out the way my dad did and I worked out with him and we had a program and he in the same way he is very I'm very much like him and I'm kind of meticulous about what each exercise that I'm doing and incorporating does to my body and so I'm you know whether that means it's an increased stretch exercise or what I can do by cha- augmenting it a little bit and I'm very 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 like I try to be very specific about what I'm doing, but I also, I tend to, if I get bored of an exercise of a workout routine, whether it be, you know, I've been doing it for the past month, month and a half, I might tweak or change it. And sometimes I'm very open about my workout routines where I say I need to go into the gym and I'm doing, let's say a pull day. So I need to hit some back exercises that hit all my back and some bicep exercises Um, for my arms. And then, you know, I might throw in some shoulders there or some, some static holds of some sort to work out other, other muscles. Now, other times I'll have a, you know, a nine exercise workout or, or a four exercise workout or whatever set out specifically with the quantity of weight I'm going to use, the quantity of reps I'm going to use. And the differences is whether or not you want your workout to be exceptionally measurable in time Mm -hmm. which if it is you can be very very strict about what you do or you can be very open because maybe you have a little bit more availability in your time and you want to say well uh when i did this the other day i didn't feel it as much so i'm going to bolster that by doing an additional exercise to hit that muscle group today um or something of the sort you know it's it's all for you to play with but when you pick a program it's very easy to learn because you're going to have to learn a little bit of anatomy mm-hmm. in some some way just to really get a good functional understanding of what each exercise you're doing does and a pro- programs are great for that whether it be of any sort whether your goal is powerlifting crossfit uh some sort of calisthenics gymnastics any, anything all these things have their own like methodology and philosophy and what we'll, we'll probably be covering I think a whole of those yeah. and definitely more because there's There's tons of them and it's, it's, it's easy to get lost. But one thing I think that's good is that most times a workout routine isn't explicitly just about exercising. Mm -hmm. There's some additional message to it in the way that it cultivates and builds your body.
1: Yeah. And I think that that's something that you do need to keep in mind when you're talking about figuring out what program you want to do is what's the goal, right? Because for some people it's just fitness and that's, that's an okay goal that, that is pretty valid. And so If your goal is just fitness, your, like, program options are pretty high. For me, now it's competition. I want to compete as a CrossFit athlete, which means that I have to do CrossFit. I have to be um, in the gym five, six times a week. I have to do these workouts at pretty high intensities,
0: and I have to be consistent in my training, right? And and the next thing is is when you're doing competition, you have to make sure that you're eating very, very Mm -hmm. properly, which is something I think we'll go into well later, Yeah, but as for now the f- the main important first thing is just get going to the gym yes or or not the gym maybe you work out at your house i personally prefer to go to a gym cuz it's a i go there i do my thing i come back i'm done mm-hmm. some people prefer to maybe if you work from home and you can you have like your workout equipment at your house maybe you hit it between things and you essentially work out over the course of a day in between activities maybe that that's the way you prefer. but
1: Um, There's also other reasons to work out, right? So a lot of people don't think about this, but a lot of times when you work out, that's rehabilitative in nature. Mm -hmm. And so like we have at my old gym in Albemarle, we had a bone fit class, which was made for individuals who are 60, 70, 80 years old. Mm -hmm. And it's like, well, why do you have these guys working out? They can't build muscle. No, but um, what they can do is they can work on neurologic processes and skills and they can also try and maintain the muscle that is there. And so, like, something that we do a lot in CrossFit is a burpee, right? Well, what's a burpee? A burpee is you fall on the ground and you get back up, essentially. Right. Well, if you're old, everyone knows the Life Alert commercial. Help, i fall fallen and I can't get right. up. So, literally, what we're teaching them to do is to fall on the ground and get back up using nothing but their own muscles And nothing and else skills. around.
0: You can't pick yourself up pulling up from a yeah. cabinet. It is purely in and of yourself.
1: And so, that... That helps a lot there. We have a lot of, like, UPS, FedEx drivers that show up at our CrossFit gym. What are they doing? Well, they're learning how to pick up heavy, awkward weights and move them around without injuring their back. Right. You know, so that's another very good reason to work out is kind of that uh, rehabilitative and preventative nature of doing those things. Well, on top of
0: that, when you work out and you – um. When you're picking up these heavy weights and all this thing what it's doing is it's also telling your body this is something you're going to be doing frequently so uh bones tend to um be built stronger you're, you're not going to have uh, especially if you're intaking the correct foods and whatnot you, those um your bones will thicken harden all this stuff as well as your muscles will become obviously stronger there's different ways that your muscles become stronger, whether it be by getting genuinely bigger in volume or by uh, like muscular maturity is something I think that we will definitely talk about because um, you see a lot of these influencers online that have a very, very toned look. But that's only something that you can really achieve after working out for five or six years because your muscles don't really look like that until you've been uh, pushing them to the, that limit for that amount of time.
1: Yeah. And then another reason to work out is kind of this mental aspect, which a lot of people don't think mental yeah. health when they're talking about physical fitness, but but right. it is there. It's like um the runner's high is a pretty common That's probably uh, the I'd say the illusion.
0: most the most known one. Yeah.
1: But the truth is is that if you're unhealthy physically, your your mental is gonna struggle. And so that and also that added challenge of working out, right? Especially if you have a really intense workout you being able to overcome that intensity and that struggle translates to your brain and your body being more able and more comfortable with intense or highly complicated and highly difficult tasks Mm -hmm. that aren't just physical and challenging aspects of life in general. So for me, when I first joined, that was kind of why I joined was because I was going through some hard times mentally. And instead of going to therapy, I worked out. And for me, that worked for me, that worked. Um, And so every time I go into CrossFit, it's a slight obsession of I need to feel some pain here so that I can feel better for the rest of my day. Right.
0: Yeah. For me, it's also, uh, of course, for some mental aspects. And one thing it does prove to me because I have been working out for long enough now to see bodily changes and different physical um, features is it's a, I can do it mentality. I feel so much more in control of what I choose to do in my life because I, if I can make and shape the way that I look physically, I can make and control my brain and a a lot of these other things that really help me with any sort of stress factors or anything like that. If I can handle this physical stress, I can handle mental stress or stress in, you know, whether it be in the classroom or at, at, at work or any, any, anything of that nature. And, um, it another thing is is that once you reach the point where maybe you're doing it at your own pace, maybe because maybe at first you're following a strict program, like some, there's a lot of apps that do it. A lot of people yeah. have their own program set out, period. Mm-hmm. And maybe you'll follow that. And once you get a little bit comfortable with all these exercises, you essentially become your own boss, right? You are determining exactly what you're going to work out. You're determining reps, uh, weight quantities, all this thing. And so you're 100% in control. And to do that and to use those things is really, really, I'd say cathartic. Mm -hmm. It's really helpful for me because I'm like, I can – it's such a battle. It's like I can do this exercise for five rounds at five reps at heavy weight or maybe I do it for three rounds for three rounds for 25 reps at some light weight and just focus on the control of the exercise or control of the motion. There's so many different variables to it that – Um, once you understand what each, each variable is really doing, you feel very in control. And that's really helpful because if you have control over some parts of your life, the the more of your life that you feel you have control over the, I'd say the more stable you are in areas where you do not have control. If, if that is, you let that be applied in those areas.
1: Yeah. So let's say you're first starting some workout routine, Mm -hmm. no matter what it is, and They are worried that they are going to have commitment issues. Do you have anything to suggest to them to try and like maintain, um, I guess, going to the gym or going to
0: work out? Okay. So for me, I'd say right now I am in the longest period of continuing working out I've ever been in. I have never been this consistent. I've never been doing it for this long, right? Cause I've started working out multiple times. I started working out when I was, you know, in elementary school with my dad. And then I, we stopped or I stopped. And then I started working out again with him when I was in early high school, stopped doing that, started working out again in later high school on my own. And by that point I felt like I might've had a little bit of enough knowledge to create my own workouts. And I was learning things by looking at it online still burnt out. And and in that case, that was also a little bit of external factors because COVID hit right then. And so I was obviously like, oh, you can't go to the gym. So when it just completely demolishes your (laughs) your structure, you're like, what do I do? So then a couple months later, I kicked up again, started working out again, was starting to look better. And then I guess I just fell into some pitfall and stopped.
1: Okay.
0: Following year later, started again. And the issue was is that I had started working out. I was working out, I'd say, like three, four times a week, which is plenty. Most people work out that much. Mm-hmm. Um, I work out more than that now, but uh, I feel like definitely when you're starting, that that's enough. Because otherwise you'll just be, like, ridiculously sore all the time. Yeah. Um, but the one thing that kept me going this time that was different than all those times is I didn't change everything at once. I only... Said I said the only thing I've got to do is start working out. It's the one habit I'm going to build, and I'm going to build that, and then I can focus on diet. I can focus on uh, other aspects of like – I was like you just got to go to the gym. You've got to get some activity, some form of energy exertion during the day because a lot of times if I don't do that now, I feel like I've got leftover energy at the end of the day. So I'm either doing – so on the days where I don't go to the gym, I'm highly productive in other aspects. I I am on the days where I go to the gym too. It doesn't burn me out, but I'm saying like the, the two hours of me expending energy at the gym compares to about three to four hours of me doing just homework. Okay. And so I'd say definitely it's just stick to the one thing for now and then start adding more things. Like maybe you want to add like cold showers or sauna sessions or something like that, which my apartment this year does not have cold water <laughs> <laughs> yet in yeah. this heat, but we'll see if that changes in the winter. But yeah, Which I think that also something
1: that you said there that is very important is kind of change one thing at a time, right? Mm-hmm. And part of it is because fitness and health, especially for the human body, is highly variable from person to person. Mm-hmm. And so it's very hard for you to pinpoint exactly what one thing is helping you the most. And so if you change one thing at a time, right, that's part of the scientific method, right? right. You keep everything constant. You have one variable that you're tweaking. Right. You f- max that out, and then you move on to the next thing. And then you max that out, and then you move on to the next and, thing. And um, that translates
0: to habit building as well, yeah. which is where I learned that. I finally just applied the knowledge I already had and said, you can only build one habit at a time. Mm-hmm. It's just make it a habit. And, and apply it at a time. And if you take that and apply it to the other – because the worst part is then you're like, well, I could be doing so much more. And that's what you think. In the at first got to tell yourself, no, no, no. Because if I do – because when you change your food, mm-hmm. first off, when you change your diet, it kind of fucks with your body for the first like yeah. couple of days. Everybody knows that it doesn't matter if it's healthier for you, anything. It's going to mess – it's going to screw with you a little bit. Well, especially if you're like changing around sugars or something that is
1: addictive in nature. Yeah. Like you will go through withdrawals if you cut sugar. If you cut caffeine,
0: you will go through withdrawals. Right. And so that'll affect it. And so when you do that and then you start inserting excessive activity, first off, your body is already running on this like set in stone system of how it's using the energy that you're putting into it. Mm -hmm. And now you've changed the energy input and exponentially increase the energy output so you just your body's like
1: hang on hang on bro
0: (laughs) and then you just get you just get fizzled out you get tired your mental state your mental state will go either there are some people that can handle and i'm not saying you can't handle it i'm just saying it's way easier and you want to in this case it's not even the passive path of least resistance it's the path that is the simplest and when you take into consideration because a because one thing that always had me was I just want to do more than, you know, if I'm building one habit a month, I want to do more than that. Well, if you build 12 good habits a year, you are going to be leaps, bounds above just so many people around you. And not not that necessarily you should be worried about how you compare to other people, but you should also think that God – 12 good habits, I'm 12 good habits away from what I will be next year, if that's how you take that into consideration.
1: Um, For me personally, I I had a couple things that kind of kept me doing um, this fitness journey ever since like about midway through my junior year in high school, right? So the first thing was I identified I needed community accountability and competition, right? So for some people, comparing themselves to others is not a great thing. For me, that's how I live life. Okay. <laughs> do
0: I, do, I but, I'm, yeah, just I'm not,
1: um, so I'm not always, you're not always going to know that I'm competing against you, but in my mind you hate me and I'm going to smoke you. Right. Um, and these things can help some people accomplish a lot more. Mm-hmm. Um, and so for me, that community was CrossFit, my gym, everyone knew me. We were very accountable. If I didn't show up one day, they'd ask me why I didn't show up, you know, the, for everyone like their first full week of going to the gym, like that was a big deal. It was like, wow, you made it through a week of CrossFit. Good for you. Um and so then also CrossFit is competitive in nature. So that that kind of filled that um requirement as well. And so then as I progressed, I kind of had that honeymoon phase, and then I had my first bit of like, ooh, I don't I don't know about this anymore. And that was over my my summer because I had other things that I was doing. I was working a job, but but the accountability was still there so I still went and then later I kind of fixed some of that by keeping a journal now what that journal does is I have numbers of exactly what I lifted or exactly how long it took me to complete that workout in time every workout right mm-hmm. so if I ever do that workout again if I ever do that movement again at weight I can go back and see how I've improved which is so helpful for me
0: right i also do other things You're like- always you always at least have one variable that's yeah. changing for the better, which makes you feel exactly. you're getting that dopamine from it. Yeah. As
1: well. And then like as a college student, I'm tracking my weight and my sleep as well, but that's more of a make sure that I'm staying healthy thing because yeah. <laughs> food here isn't great. <laughs> and, um, sleep, got to throw it in you, there somewhere. You got to right? find eight hours somewhere. Um, but yeah. And so having those things that you're tracking helps a lot. And sometimes even just like, I will go through and, put down every workout that I'm going to do for the week. Right. And it's in pen. Mm -hmm. So I have to do that workout. Mm -hmm. Otherwise it's going to look real awkward when there's no results labeled on that page. And I've wasted a page in my, in my notebook. So I do that in pen. I write out every workout for the week and then I have to go do that. Okay. You know?
0: Um, so you plan your workouts one week at a time. So
1: that's generally how CrossFit works is you have like when, when you're doing programming, it's released at least to the public about a week in advance. Okay. And so Sunday, I know my workouts Monday through Friday. And then Saturday workout is kind of in a combination of whatever you worked on for that week. Okay. Um, yeah. But so that journal helps me a lot. And like I've seen a lot of other things where like, you know, having a journal helps a lot. Um, something that I kind of did at the beginning was that I think bogged me down a little was looking at supplementation. Yeah. Uh, And I think that that's a very natural thing
0: for people to do is to look around and see what everyone else is taking. It's like, what else is everyone else taking? And most of these supplements are going to show up in your feed and everything. The moment you start talking about it, blah, 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 blah. And all of them are going to promise beyond great things. And it's like the first, here's what I always had in those other previous times of starting was the get ripped quick. Just mindset. <laughs> and everyone has that. Yeah. It's not going to happen. You have to shoot up exceptional amounts of fucking steroids <laughs> to get even close to that. And then you have to be in the gym 12 hours a day and eat an, ag- an exorbitant amount of food. There's, you're not going to do it. Yeah, you, you can't do it. You're not going to do that. So don't make that a goal. And if that's your idea of walking it, you know, maybe you're 20 pounds overweight you go walk and look in front of the mirror and say, yep, in th- in three weeks, I'm going to have a killer six-pack. <laughs> there are only a few people that can do that. Yeah, You have to have some God-tier self-discipline and some exquisite eating habits to be able to turn around in three weeks, drop 20 pounds, and look like you're just killer. Mm-hmm. So being very, very <laughs> – because it's kind of demoralizing. Because all these stories and like like Weight Watchers and all that stuff will post, you know, they're advertising mm-hmm. and whatnot. this person lost sixty five pounds in a month, <laughs> a month and a week or something like that. Like, that's not even a reasonable goal for most people. Yeah, you know, or something like that. And you shouldn't all, weight is one of those things that once you get past the phase of if if where you're starting from is losing body fat mm-hmm. and all you're wanting to do is watch that scale number get lower because that's obviously the easiest way to track body fat. Because otherwise, I wouldn't have known until more recently that I'd lost that much weight, yeah. to, to be honest. Um, taking pictures is also a good way to tr- yeah. track that. But you might get in the, the mindset of the number on the scale has to go down. And that can be a kind of a paralyzing thing of saying, well, the weight isn't going down anymore. Because I hit that phase. Because after I essentially dropped the 25 that I was sitting on that was just kind of like excess weight, not really like long-term stored fat. It was kind of like I'd really recently, I'd added a lot of weight. Mm -hmm. And so once I realized that and I shaved most of it, now I've been sitting eh, close. I've been bobbing between like 192-ish to about 205-ish for the past six months or something like that. Once I shaved off that initial weight, Goal that I really had. Everything else has been me kind of bouncing around this weight, and mm-hmm. and that's okay. So I step on the sta- scale, to kind of like see what I'm sitting at. But other than that, I don't, I don't really use it as a metric anymore. Yeah. Because that's an easy metric, and then and then you'll learn the more complex metrics that you want to measure things by as you go continue on this journey and whatnot. So. Yeah. And also when you're working out,
1: you you have to understand that if your goal is to lose weight, right? Mm-hmm. Anything above, I think, like five pounds a week is probably not healthy and probably due to more than just you're you you you're working out. It's right. probably like you're probably not eating enough. You're probably destroying muscle along with fat. You're probably not drinking enough. Yeah. And so these things are, are also playing a role. And I think five pounds is about right. And then if we, you're looking to gain muscle. Like
0: I'll, I'll get the numbers on yeah.
1: that. If, if you're looking to gain muscle, it's about two to three pounds a week. It is, and that, is, that's a lot. That's and a and lot that really things. is a lot. But it's doable,
0: and that's kind of the max threshold. It's doable if um, you're you're on like like not like sh- like if you're shooting up steroids, obviously yeah. these numbers can get way higher. But I think that number was with like creatine. It, yeah, doing, I think creatine's I, a very simple yeah, supplement. That'll that, probably be one of those early supplements we cover.
1: Yeah. Um, but. And so then, it, that's like a good thing to keep in mind. And also, if your goal is to lose weight, right? it's going to be slower if you are lifting weights and gaining muscle. Yes. <laughs> and so. And
0: especially at the beginning because everybody knows the stereotypical beginner gains. Yeah. You're going to get these beginner gains. Your your muscles are going to be more activated. So they're going to fill up with a little bit more water. They're going to store more, more weight in there. You're, so one of the things that can happen easily is the moment you start going to the gym and you're trying to lose weight, you end up gaining five pounds. Yeah. Because maybe you, you're maybe you exerting that energy makes you eat a little bit more. Maybe you exerting that energy is um, now your muscles are going to start storing more water in them for volume to uh, allow them to uh, grow, grow better. Um, But yeah, when it comes to just dieting, like most people say that anything like normally the deficit you would want to eat at is like, you shouldn't lose more than 2 pounds a week just yeah. from your eating habits. Yeah. Now, that number can go up way 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 more the more exercise you mm-hmm. implement. But most times you're not you're going to eat more if you exercise more normally. Yeah. And as, then assuming that you aren't tracking like ridiculously.
1: Yeah, and along with weightlifting, one more thing that I think you do have to watch out as a pitfall especially if you're kind of doing these things yourself is not only focusing on how heavy you're lifting, right? Like when you max out,
0: right? You go lifting. One one
1: rep max, you know, once you get the technique, do one rep maxes like maybe once every three or four months. Maybe. Because realistically it's not going to change that much between that time period. After the after uh, it, those it'll first change, couple months. Yeah. Like, like you'll have 20, 30 pounds maybe in that time period of gain. Yeah. And especially at the beginning when you're working on technique, depending on the lift That's going to increase your weight by a bunch. But the big thing there is when it comes to working out, for the most part, working out is one of the least risk-heavy things you can do to get fit because you're working on yourself using either a machine or a barbell or just your body weight. Something that's specifically designed to be moved. And then, you know, and something that's controllable, right? Because if you're do- playing football, soccer, basketball, there's other people that you have to account for. If you're playing football, you're getting ran into and all these things are, yeah. um I mean, more, more risky. additional variables, uh, additional variables and more risk. And so, but when you're doing a one rep max, those are some of the easiest ways to get injured just because by the nature of, Eventually, you're going to lift something that is too heavy for you to lift, and either your form's going to fail, or you're going to drop the weight. And hopefully, if hopefully you drop it correctly, hopefully you drop it correctly, and hopefully you notice that your form is failing and you bail out. And that and that can
0: seem scary because mm-hmm. obviously, for someone that's adverse to going to the gym, mm-hmm. because either you're worried about getting injured, you're worrying about being judged, um, that that can be scary because a lot of the videos I see online, or at least with when I'm watching it with people when I'm watching YouTube videos with like family or friends that don't really engage in the gym and they'll see a clip or something that's like guy doing leg press or something and his leg bends backwards because he's because he's ego lifting a thousand pounds for for two reps and like locks his knees out or something. Like of course. Of course you you put one thousand pounds of force right on your kneecap. I mean, I don't know what you expected. You know, it's things like that. And those things are Easily, easily, easily avoided. Mm-hmm. Like exceptionally easy avoided to avoid because 100% it relies on you. Yep. And it's obvious when things like that are starting to happen because mm-hmm. all these guys that do that, they feel the strain. They feel the strain well before these things happen. They just don't take the signs. Yeah. Right? And those signs are easy to find.
1: Yeah, and but, it's always easy to start off
0: with a lighter weight. Yeah. You can always warm up to a heavier one. Mm-hmm. like you can always that's that's one thing I preach when when uh like I have a couple friends of mine that uh started going to the gym with me earlier last year and uh one thing that I always preach is learn the form learn the technique first and get it down understand what you want to get done in this motion and I said that and I believe and live by that Mm -hmm. and I still sometimes you know, break it, like getting in my head, I'm like, you know, I can do this, whatever, or I'm ego lifting or, I'm you know, kind of yeah. showboating or some, some shit like that. Yeah. You know, like that's how I hurt my sternum last year, uh-huh. you know, just doing, doing some French press over the head, absolutely accidentally didn't control the weight for one second. And, it, you know, it yanked my ribs, <laughs> like it pull, hey. pulled at the joints in the sternum. Yeah. It felt like I had shattered my sternum. It hurt. They call it bruising your sternum. Okay. Like, and it's a bone. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You don't bruise bone. (laughs) Yeah. And so it felt like I had genuinely cracked my sternum. It made a cracking sound because the joints just popped, all of them at once. And I couldn't go to the gym for two weeks. And I felt like shit. I felt like shit the whole time. So other than that, I've been very, very, like, that was a very, very wake up moment. And I feel like it would have taken one of those injuries in previous times for me to just never have come back Mm -hmm. to just say, I can't do it. (laughs) And it's easy to get in that mindset. And (sighs) also,
1: doing stuff at extremely light weights helps you work on form so much. Like, my my first interaction in the weight room was with Coach Long, our high school PE teacher, right? And so, for power cleans, he had us do really light reps. And then, my first just the bar. Yeah, just the bar, like the bar in like 210s to try and get. It, in a position it. that is natural. Um, and then when I went into CrossFit, one of the first things that my cousin had me do, who introduced me to CrossFit, um, was like 100 power cleans at 65 pounds. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's not a heavy weight. No, it's you, just 110. You on can do 100 power cleans at 65 pounds if you have other experience. Like I was ba- playing basketball. I was running track and cross country. Yeah. And now I love power cleans because I had that movement down to a T Yeah. purely because by the time I got to 50 power cleans, my body was like, you're going to do this shit, right? You're going to do this most as efficiently as possible or else it's going to suck. Mm-hmm. So there is none of this like pulling too early. There is none of this not snapping my hips, right? Th- there is none of this lack of power because I had to do a hundred of those and now it's ingrained, mm-hmm. right? And that's part of this neurological process that goes on when you work out. Yeah. Because sometimes it is skill work. And mind-muscle connection. Sometimes it is mind-muscle connection. Sometimes it's what we call muscle memory. Yeah. Doing something correctly for a high number of reps at a light weight is going to make sure that when you do it at a heavy weight, you're consistent. Yeah.
0: That's really important to uh, just getting those things. Because it's like you've when you start, you've got to know, like, what's going to happen over time? Because you're not going to get everything right at the start. Mm-hmm guess what? You will be better than you were yesterday. Tomorrow you'll be better than you were today. And there will always be times where there's an unforeseen event. There's drawbacks. Maybe, maybe, maybe someday, like if you're not very, very meticulous about your diet, maybe you didn't realize you weren't eating enough of something, something this like that. And so maybe you're, you don't have as much energy when you're in the gym. So the, the weight you're having to do is lower, you know, and sometimes that can be demoralizing. It's like, What's the point anymore? Mm-hmm. And um, another thing, when it comes to being, be very, very specific to yourself about your workout, because I've worked out with a lot of people. I've done di- a lot of different types of workout. I have some friends that the moment something gets high intensity, they can't stand it. They'll throw up. They'll <laughs> like th- their body body just cannot handle a high intensity workout. But they can sure move a lot of weight. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And then I've got friends that are all like all speed work, all explosiveness, um, exercises. And, you know, maybe the, they keep the weight low or they, even in a slow format, they can't move more weight or something like that. You know, there's like, there's always, there's the way that you work out and the way that, um, your past experience with just whatever you do affects your workout Mm -hmm. and affects the way you can handle a workout. So, and all those things make you, I think all of these things make you a more introspective person and, yeah. and, and they help you well beyond just the gym. And yeah. so
1: you have to have that level of introspection yeah. because if, especially when you're talking about lifting a heavy weight or you're talking about doing something that's skillful, you're having to constantly be like, okay, is this moving correctly? Yes. Is this moving correctly? Yes. Can I go heavier? Probably. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like I get pissed at myself, absolutely livid at myself. If I'm doing like a five by five, that's progressive, mm-hmm. right? And so you're constantly going up in weight. And then my last rep attempt, I do it, and I'm like, shit, could've I could have done, done, done twenty more, more pounds. I could have thrown two more tins on there, yeah. Because for me, that's leaving shit on the floor, and I get pissed. Yeah. There was one time where I I finished a rep, um, and it was the last rep, and I finished it, and it was way too easy. And my coach comes up behind me because, like, I throw – I had the bar overhead, so I throw the bar on the ground. And then I just take a step back, and I kind of sit down in a squat, and I'm staring at that bar. And my coach comes over to me and goes, are you okay? Did you did you fail? I was like, no. He's
0: like, why are you upset? I was like, because it wasn't heavy. It wasn't heavy enough. <laughs> it wasn't heavy. There right? wasn't – yeah. And, and that's a personal mentality yeah. thing. And when you take your, your, your mentalities and apply them to your workout schedule, uh-huh. it makes you a very, very effective person if – and you can also build good self-disciplinary tactics. Like, like one thing that I picked up really early was just do it. Yeah. Just do it. Just like, okay. And, and I use this tactic when I'm working out with other friends. It's the weight's too heavy. I'm like, okay, drop it. But you're going to complete the workout. You're yeah. going to complete the exercise. Yeah. And, and one th- that's always a an always keep going, a exceptionally persevering mindset. A you can always still do something even when you feel like you can't do a damn thing because what you're thinking about doing is what you currently have. Like if I'm working out with a friend and they can bench more than me mm-hmm. and I'm trying to keep up with them. If I get to the point where I'm like, I, I can't go higher. I'm going to admit it to them. And I'm very, I'm very straightforward. I'm like, I can't do it. Yeah. Okay. But what I can do is I'm still going to work out and I'm still going to do some weight and I'm still going to keep going. And that has done more for me than probably a lot of other things that I, choose to do in the gym Mm -hmm. and the life skills that you'll learn and other things because that also goes to doing homework and doing doing work getting work done it's just like i'm just gonna get it done i'm just gonna do it i maybe i'm not gonna be as effective if i was like super crazy motivated to do it right now but i'm gonna get it done and it, it is and it will at least be closer to being done than it was before yeah and
1: like if you're a competitive person right whatever workout you do, choose something that you can compete in, right? CrossFit's yeah. very easy. We have opens every year. We have individualized competitions. We have team competitions. We have competitions that are hosted by private entities, right? Yeah. All these things are pretty easy to to get into. And if you need like a partner, a workout partner to keep you accountable, you can grab that too. Yeah. And so all this makes it so that you're more motivated to go to the gym. Like right now, if I don't want to go to the gym, I'm like, well, I have to compete October 22nd. That's my first competition. And I am not losing. I'm not, I am not going to be team number 11 of 11 teams. That shit ain't happening. Right. I'm either winning or I'm getting very close and they're going to be impressed by a couple things that I'm going to be doing. And so the, these types of things, you know, keep me motivated Mm -hmm. because I do not want to fucking lose. (laughs)
0: Right. Right. And, Any sort of workout style you really choose, there's very, very few exercising philosophies you can follow that don't have competition, Mm -hmm. whether it be, again, gymnastics, powerlifting, bodybuilding, any of that stuff. All of them have it. Um, And then one thing you can always do is you can always find a community of like-minded people in the gym because it is such a broad spectrum of people that go to the gym and work out. There's always people that are maybe focusing towards um, aesthetics or well, in every regard, you're also always considering aesthetic. You're always going to change the way you look a little bit yeah. by being in the gym. But people that focus solely on aesthetics, people that focus solely on muscle mass gain, people that focus solely on um, weight, people that focus on mobility, people that focus on um, weight control of um, you know like the motion control. People that focus on uh, uh, motion completion, like, like, like doing a movement. Mm -hmm. And so there's there's always something to do.
1: Yeah. And then you have those freaks that want a little bit of everything that we call CrossFit. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, I think one last thing that we should probably talk about is if you're trying to bring someone else in, like, how, how do you go about that? Like when you brought your friends, like, how did you get
0: them into the gym? So... It definitely changes. So depending on who you're talking to, you need to know your audience very much when it's getting them to go to the gym, because I've got some friends that I have to be very, very calm and straightforward as to why they should go to the gym. Uh And then I've got other friends that I can say, Oh real, I I didn't know mama raised a bitch. Like, (laughs) and and they'll go to the gym right then they'll get dressed. We're, we're heading to the gym kind of thing. Like, and, and as far as getting someone started, like from inception, Uh um, one thing that's really good is that if you make progress, yeah. you make progress and show them and don't be showboaty about it. Just make sure that they know that it is getting you somewhere. And also, if explain how that affects side uh, pieces outside of your life. Right. Because one thing that can be very, very cathartic is like um, walking on the treadmill, walking on the treadmill is a very, very Dead, dirt, simple activity that you do. It's probably one of the simplest things you can do. It's literally just walking in place. Mm-hmm. But what you're doing is you're going to start breathing harder. So you're going to increase the oxygen level in your blood. You're going to it raise the amount of oxygen in your brain. And a lot of times I tend to have some of my best thoughts while on the treadmill because I'm overly oxygenating. Yeah. My... And so saying you have such clear thought, this is one of the ways that my dad got my mother to go to the gym uh, previous times is – you just think better. And that's why a lot of people do good, like watching YouTube videos while walking on the treadmill and things like that. Or, uh, I, I personally listen to podcasts <laughs> while on the treadmill yeah. because I feel like I'm able to absorb so much information while I'm in this. Um, cause it's not an exceptionally strenuous no. exercise if you're just walking. Yeah. And so that's a good way. Like just show them all the benefits because mm-hmm. they're, there are a myriad of benefits in every facet of life. Whether it be, you, know, you can run faster, you can you think more articulately, you mm-hmm. you feel you feel clear in mind. You know, so much, so much to it.
1: Yeah. So I'm I'm a bit of a zealot with with CrossFit. <laughs> it is kind of culty. Um. So I brought over the course of last year, right? So last year I didn't have enough money to pay for a CrossFit gym. So instead, I kind of brought CrossFit to UREC, yeah. which is very interesting when you try to take like a um, like this fitness in all shapes and sizes um, functional uh, approach to a gym that is not made for that. Right,
0: <laughs> um, I know it, it's <laughs> a little interesting. Yeah,
1: it's a little interesting <laughs> trying to make that make a kind of circular peg fit in a square box. But um, I in in that time, I managed to convert one person from weightlifting to CrossFit, and he loves it. Um, I got one person to kind of get committed to this idea of fitness. And even though she wasn't really into the super high-intensity stuff, that's something that I learned really quickly. I was like, okay, well, we'll just work on weightlifting, right? We'll work right. on getting some squats in. We'll work on getting some deadlifts in. We'll work on doing push-ups because we couldn't b- bench press yet. And it was a very, we're just going to get to the gym and move, yeah. right? We'll row a little because right. running was not great on her joints. Um, So we'll row and get some cardio in that way. And it was very much – and it was a chill day for her and it was a chill day for me, which I needed because at that point in time I was overstressing myself in the gym. Mm -hmm. And that's something that especially people who are very highly motivated to go to the gym will need to do is they'll need to learn. There is this thing called fatigue. Um, And if you work out and you're fatigued already, you're just digging a hole and you're getting no adaptation. You're not improving. And eventually at some point you're going to crash and lose all the progress you've made. Because you're sitting on the couch for two
0: weeks and you can't do anything. Right. And I've been doing that for the past couple of days because, like I said, did that CrossFit workout with you. <laughs> and that's the first time I've ever done a CrossFit okay. workout. And so it had – my abs are still kind of sore. <laughs> and it's Wednesday. I warned <laughs> we you. It's Saturday. But I, I did those – I did the GHD sit-ups okay. again. And I had it. Yeah. Um, it was interesting to see someone that doesn't hit, like I hit abs pretty frequently, but they were still exceptionally stressing. It was very interesting to see someone that doesn't hit abs do them. (laughs) Okay. Right. Oh yeah. But, uh, um, but yeah, I've gone, I've, I used them actually more as a stretch when I did them than I did a, uh, a strength movement, but, uh. Yeah. I've taken it slow. I've been, or at least yesterday. Cause I was planning on making yesterday a rest day, but then, you know, a friend asked you if you want to go to the gym and you're like, ah, I can't leave you hanging. So I'm just, <laughs> I'm going to go to the gym with you, but I'm going to take it light. I'm, I'm going to take it light on the muscles that are, you know, kind of fatigued right mm-hmm. now. And the other muscles that we're going to be working out all, you know, I, I might do those two, maybe a little bit below normal level, normal level. I'm not going to push them insanely. Yeah. Like I, like I would on most of my heavy lifting days. Mm-hmm. So, and that's important. And, uh, is that everything? I mean that yeah, kinda so. kinda covers the just just get it started and uh that's that's really the most important thing. Don't don't get bogged down in all the information that there is available. Just kind of yeah. kinda get going and get going your way. Mm-hmm. Get going the way that you want to go. And once you kind of have a sort of a general direction, it gets a lot easier to narrow that down and learn about what exactly you're wanting from this. Mm-hmm. And be clear and define, define your goals when, when those goals become apparent to you. And, uh, I guess we'll see you guys next time. Yeah. See ya. This production was brought to you by the Uptown Audio and Media Network. If you are interested in more work like this from us, you can find those on our socials, such as Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok, which will be listed in the description below. And we thank you for listening.